Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The following show may contain adult themes not suitable for children. Shut the hell up. Club 1080 with Isaac and Souk. Mmm, it does go well with a chicken. How and why are you drunk at 6 o'clock? Well, the how's pretty self-explanatory, and the why is because I thought we were leaving at 6 a.m. tomorrow. Ergo, Latin, plenty of time to sleep it off. At the club, Club 1080, the hottest spot north of Milwaukee. At the club, Club 1080, Sug and Rob's passion are always the fashion at the club. They fell in love. And we are in love. Indeed. You can't take that away from us. No. Well, they, out there. they probably can. Eventually, they just put us in like in a different room. Don't tempt them. We're in love. Don't tempt them. They can separate us. <sighs> Worn out. It's weird. I, I sports hard today. We did sports hard. I still think it's weird to not see our producer. It's, I know. It's strange. Yeah. Because we can hear him. Jordan, are you there? <laughs> I'm here. You can hear me giggling at you guys off the air. Yeah. It, it is really odd. I, I get yeah. it. Yeah. Like, I'll hear, like, like Schultz, won't turn on his mic. He only turns on the mic if it's he's saying something. Otherwise, it's off. But I can hear him. <laughs> I can hear him doing things. I can hear him giggling. I, and I'm like, yeah, he's just up to stuff. But it's. It's very strange that I can hear him and yet I can't see him. And but he's not on the air. It's 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 odd. Can we just like that's not a load bearing wall. I feel like if you gave me just like a hammer, I could make a little I could make a little hole. You think Cooley would mind if I punched a big hole in his office wall so that we could see the producer? Well, you know, you'd think they'd set us up in a place where we could see the producer one, in the first place. One would think, but we've lost that fight. Yes, I fought that one. <laughs> lost yeah i appreciate that you fought it i, I didn't fought even, hard i didn't even bother i was like dude this is not good so you're at the and point, they're like shut up you're at the point where you still fight for things i'm just like whatever yeah <laughs> like, i was talking this, to Schultz. this might as well happen so i went over there because last night we had some technical difficulties at the end of the program <laughs> yes techie diffs that, that happens and i went in there talking to jordan and he was kind of frazzled and he's like man this setup and I'm like, dude, you don't have to tell me. This is the worst setup I've ever seen. And Jordan goes, my setup at home is better than this. <laughs> and it, it does. It makes you wonder, like, why are, like, okay, we sign a contract to do a radio show. Yes. We'll bring the content, okay? Could you please provide a <laughs> an effing studio at least? Good grief. Yeah. What is going on? It's a studio. We might as well go home and do a damn podcast. The app doesn't work anyway. It's a studio-esque situation we're God. in right now. You know, studio is a very broad term. You know, in today's world, you know, anything can be a studio. Well, uh, clearly, apparently a middle manager's office. Yeah. yeah I was listening Welcome to, to radio. I was listening to Rick Rubin on a podcast the other day, and, you know, dude, they were making hip-hop history recording things in his bathroom. Dude, I will say, I recorded, so I used to be the voice of Fusion TV. Remember when I did that? I remember that. It was an extreme sports show, and <laughs> they, you, I guess you not, I recorded in a car. They <laughs> put me in a car. Because of the acoustics? Yeah. 
Yeah, because of the sound. Uh, we we were in a right down on Hawthorne. The that's uh, gone now, but the they had their offices right down there on Hawthorne. Yeah, and they tried to build out a studio, kind of like in a room like this, and build out, you know, and do some soundproofing thing. Sure. And they tried it, but it always sounded better in the enclosure of the car. So you just went down to a car. Yes, out in the in their garage. Did someone hold the mic, or were you? The like- mic was set up in the car. In the car. <laughs> I would read the script from the car. But they paid me, so I didn't care. Radio and TV is a hell of a thing. Yeah. When you look back at all the, the different things that we've had over the years, uh, I remember the Rose Bowl. We were set up outside. We we weren't in the stadium. We yeah. weren't adjacent to the stadium. We were in an outside, like, distant parking lot, and they set us up next to the bathroom. Yeah. Um, no, it was right next to the porta Yeah, right next the to John. the, the, the Not John. Not the porta potties, but the, the, the... Like a standing real bathroom. Yeah, like in a park. Yeah. Like, we were just <laughs> in a park across the street and, yeah, it's great. and by the bathroom. And then we called and bitched about it, so McGinley was like, all right, fine, go into the press box. We got you a spot up there. <laughs> Why didn't that happen in the first place? Yeah. Just it's, some, it's really wild. Some of the things... I remember one of my all-time favorites is... This was back during the the Iron Furnace days. We showed up at a Bymart, and Bymart didn't know that we were there. Like we we walked in and we were like, "Where do we broadcast?" And the the, the lady's like, "What?" And we're like, "We're here for the broadcast." And she's like, "Um, let me get the manager." Broadcast. So we go get the manager, and the manager's like, "What do you like? What?" And we're like, "Well, we're, we're supposed to be here to like like you know do a show." And he's like, "Um." No one told me about this. And he made a phone call and he goes, oh, it must have been a corporate thing. Um, Yeah, we'll just set you up right here. And it was so cold outside that we couldn't go outside. It was like the middle of winter. So they put us in front of the milk. We were in front of the refrigeration. I it was the cat food. No, we were giving away. They gave us cat food to give away. Oh, nice. So they put us in front of the refrigerator section, the milk. So think about it. We were there for four hours. Anytime someone wanted to buy milk at the Bymart... They had to wait for us to be off the air and then have us move so they could walk around and get it. And some old lady just shoved Ian out of the way during the show because she was not going to wait to get her milk. And then the guy didn't have, like, Bymart was supposed to give us some stuff to like for prizes or whatnot. And the guy gave us cat food. He, he came down with, like, five bags of, like, some sort of, like, meow mix. And was like, here, give these away. So we had to go on the air. Mm. And Furness at this point was just broken. And he did. We promoted the fact that if you came down, we had some we had some yum mix to give away. Well, at least it's something. I want chicken. I want liver. Meow mix. Meow mix. It was like, oh, hey, if you want to see a man that was broken, like Furness was like a big time old school radio TV guy. Right. And Still I is. and I feel like that not dead. that day out at like the Bymart, wherever the hell I don't remember what city was in. I feel like that was as close as I ever saw Ian Furness to just being destroyed. Any sort of pride and ego he had was eliminated the day that he was forced to give away cat food at the Bymart. Wow, <laughs> what are you guys here for? Radio show. Oh, let's put you over. Right. Put you over here by the milk. I will say, last night they brought us into our new studios, and McGinley was being cool with us. He's like, "Hey, uh, where do you want this? And you know, where are you going to sit? And we're going to have you here and you here, and let's, let's configure this, right? There's yeah. a lot of actually configuration that goes into it, yeah, based on where we're going to sit and look at each other and yeah. the mics, and sight what lines, directions, and, and everything. And uh, he said, <laughs> he said, well, uh, the the posts that he has to put into the table, yeah." For, to hold our mics and our computers, yeah. those are just big, long, skinny posts. There's two yeah. of them, one on your side, one on my side. 
And he said, they have to be symmetrical. I'm like, why? And he said, well, there's a woman who's Archit- in charge of this. Like an architect. Who said they have to be symmetrical. I'm like, why? We, is she hosting a show? Who cares about this bitch? They need to be right here. And he's like, no, we can't do that. They have to be symmetrical. So he makes them symmetrical. I'm like, well, now we can't see the producer, and I can't see you, and it's all this mess. Poor McGinley. And McGinley's like, nope, the, this woman, the, she wants it this way. It's like, what What are we doing? It, Who are we listening to? It kind of feels like the military a little bit. Like, I, I've, I've had some buddies and stuff that are in the military, and, like, they'll be over there, and they get orders from, from up above, and they're like, this doesn't make any sense, and their commander or whatever is like, do it. Do it. And they're like, we can't. This is the dumbest thing. And he goes, do it. Why? Because <laughs> someone above their head said, this is what you're going to do, and damn it, give away the freaking cat food. So Shut I, up. I think, like, the engineer is, like, or the, I mean, the architect has OCD or something. So they have to be symmetrical for her for the zero times that she's ever even going to come into the studio? Like, what is this? I think it's for resale. God! <laughs> Here's somebody who says, uh, I vaguely remember you guys sitting next to a honey bucket being emptied out live on the air. That happened. That happened. Golf course. Pumpkin Ridge. Yep. Yep, they put us back by the uh, porta-potties. And the woman, that's a great story, too. The woman got out of the car... Uh, out of the porta potty or the honey bucket the truck. The honey bucket truck. Yeah, there was a big like sup pump that she was she would pump yeah. this stuff out and then she has put to in pump new, the poopy out. Yeah, and then pump the new fluid. By so the way, she rolls up. That smell while you're doing a broadcast, fantastic. Yeah. She rolls up. So everybody's gone for the day. The, the golf is over, yeah. right? We're like doing the club. And or it's beep, beep, <laughs> beep, 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 beep. And we're like, oh, <laughs> Tonight in the Blazers are beep, beep. She's backing her truck up, and she gets out, and she couldn't have been any nicer. And we were like, well, hell, why don't we just interview her? You know, because we don't have anything else. Yeah, come on in. It was a club. And she sits down. She goes, oh. I know you guys. I know you guys. She goes, I used to work at Intercom. This is a way better job. She worked in, like, the promotions department. Yeah. And now she's, and now pump, she's pumping honey pump, buckets, pump and she dew. thinks it's way better than working here. And she said you get used to the smell, which was interesting because we were like, uh, I'm going to vomit. And she's like, yeah, after a while, you don't even realize it. <laughs> you just you learn to shrug it off. So, so would those qualify as your guys' worst remotes? Because I I've, I've have one to add to that story, too. It's just oh, weird. I don't know. Well, I, mean, I don't I'm, think, you know, to be honest with you, the, the honey bucket one, was great. It ended up we made it content. Yeah, it, was, it was fun. You know, it kind of smelled. Yeah. Uh, worst remotes, man. There have been some we've had to leave because they couldn't get us on the air. They couldn't get us on the air. I, my personal, and I wasn't there. This was slightly before my time. Is when you were tr- you that you tried to lure Danica Patrick into oh, the yeah. fan truck. No, no, it was um, it was um, Ashley Judd. Oh, Ashley Judd. Yeah. yeah. You tried to lure her into a well, truck to do an interview. <laughs> no, it didn't get that far. So that that was a great one. We were broadcasting from PIR for the uh, Stupid Race, right? And she was married to or dating Dario Franchitti, I think? Yeah. Ashley Judd. Famous Ashley Judd. Yeah, she was married to him. And I was an intern, and John Lund and uh, Kenny Vance, I think, was the show, or it might have been John Lund and somebody else. And Lund said, go see if you can get Ashley Judd on. Like, all right, that's a cool, that's actually yeah. way cooler than anything I've ever done as an intern, right? Yeah. It's like, I get to go hunt down Ashley Judd because they said she is in town, she is here, uh, go find her. Sure. I'm like, okay, so I, I asked around and I did find her trailer and I waited because there were a bunch of fans waiting for her with, you know, seeking autographs. 
and she got back and she had people with her. She was shopping apparently. She looked hot and she probably wanted me, but she couldn't have me because I was working. And she wanted the young buck. And uh, you were a young spark at the time with, with a soul time. patch. Yeah, I probably had frosted tips even then. <laughs> and she she goes into her trailer and I talk. I was able to talk to the woman that was with her, one of the handler people. And she's like, "Oh yeah." Uh, I'm like, hey, we're doing a radio show over here. She's like, oh, yeah. okay. Well, uh, Ashley's pretty busy. You know, she was really nice about it. She's yeah. like, she's very busy, but yeah, we'll see if we can put her on. And she's like, where does she need to go? I'm like, well, see that truck over there? With the tinted windows. and We need her to jump in the back and of that. And Kenny Vance inside of that thing. <laughs> <laughs> and we need her to put on these handcuffs first. Is that cool? And uh, yeah, she's like, all right, cool. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll talk to her, but uh, right back to that. she never came over. No, no. Because no. we were broadcasting from the truck because it was so loud down on the uh, paddock. Yeah. Well, everything That's was... why we were broadcasting from the truck. Now, Schultz, you said you had uh, one to add here in your illustrious radio career. Well, yeah, actually, the loudness, the, the beeping that you guys just did made me think of it was, I can't remember what year, but it was for a Blazers playoff game, and we were doing a remote out there, just like a two-hour pregame show or whatever. Somebody forgot to tell us that there was going to be a band playing while I was trying to do my radio show. So <laughs> even with my cans on, trying to talk, I can't hear myself think. And actually, you just mentioned John Lund. It's funny. He came on uh, from <laughs> the location there, tried to do a segment with me, and he's like, shoot, brother, you're on your own. This oh, sucks. Like, it, it was brutal. It was probably the worst hour of radio of my life. We've had some. I mean, those wow. have just happened. We were doing the Nike Hoop Summit once, and we were broadcasting, and they were testing <laughs> the like the PA intro. Yeah. And so for the, the like for a good hour to start our program, they would blast as loud as it, it could go. So loud. It was so loud, and you couldn't – like we were sitting right by each other, and you couldn't hear what we were saying. Because they were playing just whatever, like whatever intro music. And the one guy came up and was like, oh, uh, yeah, sorry, we got to test this. And we're like, when? He's like, oh, we'll be done in 30, 40 minutes. We're like, awesome. <laughs> really nice setup here, folks. Really cool. I mean, there's a ton of those where you get put someplace and no one knows that you're going to be there. And they don't care that you're there. And it, as far as they're concerned, F you. Those, those, well, that is a long list. And now look at us, and at least we have a great app. <laughs> inside, oh, wait. <laughs> inside Ryan Cooley's office. I have a theory now, and my theory, is, my new working theory as to uh, why the situation is so bad over here. And it, again, it is temporary. We'll get it all fixed up. At least that's what they tell us. Yes. Hopefully. When it gets done, it's going to be great. Is our, so we are the number one billing station of the six or seven stations in Humblebrag. Odyssey, Portland. Yeah. We're a big deal. And that's not even humble. I'm just bragging. It's great. <laughs> and the fan, the fan's great. Yeah. And it's doing great, right? We have a lot of listeners who've been on the air a long time. Uh, Dirt and Sprague do great. Dusty and Dan, you know, new Danny's in now. And giving away a lot of cat Colin Cowherd's been on the station for years. It's yeah. a good station. It's been here a long time, and a lot of people love it. We have great sales, right? So we are the number one station. But just to give you a little history, uh, sales-wise, we're the number one station. But we're still on the AM. Yeah. So the history of being on sports radio has always been, particularly in Portland. Like the little brother. Oh, dude, we're the redheaded stepchild in the corner compared to KJON and 99.5 The Wolf and all these other stations that we have, right? Yeah. Well, it's that's not the case anymore. We're the number one biller. Like, if you said that 20 years ago, they'd they laugh would at laugh at you. Yeah. But that's not what's happening. FM is changing, obviously, and sports talk is still very viable for obvious reasons. Unduplicatable content, right? And And it's a daily thing. So we're, we're still on the AM and we're beating all those FMs. My new working theory 
I like is this. that it's those FM guys, like the KGON guys <laughs> and all those guys, they're screwing us over. Are, are making are they're the ones calling the shots on these crappy apps that we, our app is so bad and our and this setup so that so that they take us down. Let me just say for the record, how do you feel about my if, working theory? If that's true. That's genius. And Kim's in on it. This is genius. Because every time I talk to Kim, she's our big boss, our GM. Yeah. She doesn't give a rip. I feel like she that. She doesn't care. She's that, a KGON girl. That Terry Boyd is diabolical. It's that damn Terry Boyd. By the way, who has the studio right now? Terry, Terry Boyd. Boyd. Son of a bee sting. I think I'm onto something. You're onto it. You are absolutely onto it. And now that you've said that, you're going to get shot outside <laughs> I'm not. Start your car way away. Going to take me out. Yeah, start your car way uh, away from me. Dickard is saying, I remember you guys having a hot mic and Suk asking Rop, "Hey, how old do you think they are? Get a little mother daughter thing going on with them." That didn't happen. I don't remember that at all. I don't remember that at all. Come on, Dickard. I do remember having a hot mic and talking to Neil Everett about uh, jiggles and seeing bad boobies. That (laughs) did happen, and that was at like the Oregon Sports Awards. That's what's in. (laughs) That's what's in. That did happen. The other one? Nah. Well. That didn't go down. Hopefully someday we'll have a workable app and we'll have drops again on in our the, show. In the and studio and I'll be and able real, to. Real microphones. We'll be able to see a producer. It'll be great. It's happening. Give it time. <coughs> or give, it's not happening. Give me time. Yeah, I need Schultz to sing Give Me Time. Give me time. <laughs> <laughs> These are the golden tones. Dude, I love this. Sorry, I, oh my god, that's a good one. By the way, uh, Jordy tried out for American Idol. He said, "Did he really? Twice? How'd that go? Uh, fail. Rejected. Did you actually get? You didn't get to sing in front of like the real judges, did you? Oh hell no. No, no. I had a buddy get. Uh, you have to go through like three rounds of like uh, behind the scenes judges. I had a buddy get one round further than me, but no, nope, no, they, they didn't want a chubby white kid. It's all w- good. What did you sing? It's all good. <laughs> I I'm know not, what I am. I'm not bitter. Um, I, I probably, I will say my song choice wasn't good. I think uh, for the first one, I chose a slower buble, like feeling good, and that just doesn't start out. Mm. You got to come right out. You got 20 seconds. You got to uh, come right out. You got to bang. your voice. Um, you got to bang. You got to bang. Ba-dum. 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 Yeah, see, that, that Bill, ba-dum. exactly. That ba-dum. is the worst audition song <laughs> ever. What's and it? I'm feeling well, I gotta, like, if, good. <laughs> Rob, you are a, a songbird of the yeah. of our generation. That's right. Thank you. Tell me more about me. What uh, if you had to? If you had to have a go, to, you had to sing, sing something on your life depended on it. You have to get to the next round. What do you? Uh, what do you go with? What's an Isaac Rob go to? Oh, because apparently Schultz can't pick a song to save his life, and he can actually sing. I don't know. You got nothing. I have no idea. Going yacht rock, <laughs> probably. Ooh, yeah, Toto. Well, well Afri- I, or, yeah, I know Africa from singing with the lime in the, the coconut. coconut. <laughs> Don't worry. Be happy. There you go. I can whistle. There you go. Do a racist accent while you're at it. That'll get you through. Um, that's not racist. That's how he's saying. Um, I do know from doing karaoke yeah. some that there are, uh, you, you think certain songs are easy to sing and then you start singing them and they're not. Yeah. And then there are other songs that really do fit what how you sing yeah, better. Sure. It's hard to find them, but they're out there. I was listening to this, uh, the Billy Joel will do like these college Q and A's, and I I really like them. I think they're super interesting. And a lot of times, people will ask. You can tell they're like super fans, and they're like musical students or whatever. And they'll be like, "This is my favorite song. Can I come sing it with you?" And Billy's always like, "Absolutely, get up here." And most of the time, the people are amazing. It's people like like Schultz that can that can sing. So he'll get up there, and 
you know, I'm, I'm sure like if you got to be with Buble, you could hold your own. I mean, obviously you're not going to be Michael Buble, but you know, you're going to, the reason why you're asking, can I go sing is because you're pretty confident in your abilities. I was listening to one just the other day and the guy says summer Highland falls is his favorite Billy Joel song. And it got him through a lot of hard times. It's a song about depression. He goes, can I come sing it with you? And Billy's like, absolutely. He's like, get up here. Oh, my God. <laughs> he was, it, I've never seen, because I've heard a bunch of these, I've never seen Billy Joel stop. He, he just stopped and was like, eh, he's, he like he's like, you're doing, uh, you're, you're doing your best. I just, it was so bad. And I just kept thinking to myself, you know that you're a crappy singer. Why on earth? Would you stand up there with Billy Joel knowing that you're about to just saw this thing in well, half? Don't you think that he, like, you're with Billy Joel. Don't you think that he would drown you out? Like, like no one's really going to hear you. It's oh, Billy no. Joel. Billy just plays and kind of lets the guy let, lets the guy sing. Oh. And Billy was trying. The guy didn't know the words. Billy was trying to help him along. See, I picture Billy singing it and oh, that guy just kind of singing with dude, him. Dude, it was... It was nightmare fuel, and I just thought to myself, dude, you had one chance. You had an M&M. You had one chance, and you just mom spaghettied all over yourself in front of an entire room of people in a national right. audience. Well, we got to go. We uh, that there, Right there are glitzy radio stories. There you go. Uh, you guys, it's fame, it's fortune, it's, it's glitz, it's glamour. It's a wonderful business. <laughs> Still no one wants to be our producer. Just saying. Oh, that's right. Do we have a... No. Is that... No. 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 Uh, it is 621. I have a story of the last grizzly bear in Colorado, and it's wild. Uh, next on The Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Club 1080 with Isaac and Sue. I'm going to kick some butt in the traffic jack on the roads. I'm going to kick some ass in the ass. I'm going to kick a little ass. Rock, fly, and eagle. On 1080, the fan. Double sun power! All right, went a little long there, so I've got a palate cleanser about a grizzly bear for you. Did you see the the? I don't think it was a grizzly bear, but the dude who the oh that was on top of like a yeah. mountain or a hill and he was fighting. I think it was a black bear. It was but, a black bear. Yeah, and they say you you know you're not fighting off a grizzly bear, but dude, that black bear was coming at him, and that was badass. Yeah, he was like playing king of the mountain, and he he gave the bear the business. Yeah, that's a viral video. It's 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 interesting. Yeah, somebody forwarded that to us, but this guy's. 
climbing rocks, right? Yeah. He's like hiking, climbing rocks. And he's got the upper hand because he's higher, but, you know, it's a bear. Yeah. You know, yeah, bear the... could knock you off that high perch real quick. Well, there's a, in the video, it's only like 45 seconds long. The bear starts charging at him. Yeah. And there's one point in the video, like 22 or 23 seconds, you can barely make it out, and it's very quick, but you can see that there is a, a, a cub. Yeah. So I, so obviously, mom, I think yeah, mom's the guy to... got between uh, the cub and the mom. Yeah. And so the bear starts charging, and he, you know, he gets real loud, starts screaming and yelling, which you're supposed to do with the yeah. black bears. Right? Hey, bear. Hey, bear. And then uh, he kind of kicks him in the nose. Yeah, he gives him a little bit of the business. And he does that twice. The bear comes back at him, and he's loud and screaming, and he just kind of punches him. And the bear leaves. Yeah. Leaves him alone. It's some scary stuff. That like, is scary. It's lucky that that, that guy who was up on that rock, because the bear really couldn't. The bear really couldn't get up to him. Well, he, well, you're right. Right. The, the, bear, the way the reason that he was able to fight off that bear is because he had the high ground. Yeah, he was on top of like a big rock formation, and so the bear was trying to scramble up the rocks, and the guy was able to like kind of kick it off. But dude, that's pretty freaky. I, I think this says it's in Japan where that went down. Oh, really? Yeah. Hiker captured the shocking moments he had to fight off a bear while climbing rocks uh, in Japan. So. I, like it's not a huge bear, but I don't care. That's still yeah, it's a, that's a little poop in your Swiss hiking shorts, or in this case, your Japanese hiking shorts. When a freaking bear comes at you, he did the right thing. Yes. So this is a grizzly bear, okay? Yeah. Now that's a different animal. That's, yeah. Well, that's it's the same animal, but a different species. Truly terrifying. Let's go to 1979. Okay. Okay. Were you? I two? was. I, yeah, I was two years old. Ed Wiseman. He was a hunting guide. The man Ed. Out of Moffat, Colorado. And he was near the Navajo, the headwaters of the Navajo River, and he crosses paths with a grizzly bear. He was attacked and mauled, but they said while he was down, he managed to fatally wound the bear by hand. He pulled a revenant. <laughs> he had an arrow. He, he stuck an arrow in him. And he killed the bear, huh? Severely wounded, he spent a cold night in the high country until help arrived the next day. He was airlifted by helicopter where he spent the next month in the hospital recovering from his injuries. Like, it was bad. Oh, my gosh. Because grizzly bears were protected by law, they did a seven-month investigation into what happened. Um, and it was determined that he did act in self-defense. I had to make sure that he wasn't just out illegally hunting a bear. Right. So they probably interviewed the bear. Yeah, he's like, so, uh, well, the bear's dead. So maybe the bear's next of kin. Yeah. They went and found, like, the bear's brother and were like, a, uh, you know, and there was an axe to grind there. But they got to the bottom of it and turned out it was a righteous kill. So the case was dropped. Um, he passed a polygraph test, too. They gave him a lie detector test. Oh. Okay, but the most incredible part is um, everybody was really surprised in 1979 that he was attacked by a grizzly and not a black bear. Okay. Yeah. Um, grizzly bears basically had been considered extinct locally. They didn't know they were there. Yeah. And that that had happened all the way back in the fifties, like yeah. early fifties. They were like, yeah, there ain't no grizzlies up in here. Well, we kill everything. Like uh, when we show up to a place, the first thing we like to do is uh, just like, go around and oh, I don't know, kill everything. So one of the suspected last grizzly bears had been killed twenty eight years earlier near the same area. 28 years later in 1979, this dude gets mauled and attacked. He kills the grizzly. 
A grizzly has not been sighted in Colorado since that day. Really? So they believe that was the last grizzly bear in Colorado. Now, I know that you're happy, obviously, because you survived and, look, it's you or the bear. But is there part of you that's a little sad that you killed the last grizzly bear? Like, yes, but yeah. not that no, doesn't I mean, trump. No, I mean, you're happy to be alive, but, you know, that's yeah. that's just got to be a weird thing. Like, that's. You know, you go to like those parties and it's like you're meeting someone. What's one interesting thing about you? Well, I happen to kill the last grizzly bear in Colorado. Top that. Yeah, you're a, yeah, you're not a hero for that. No. People aren't going to like you. For but that. then you're like, at the same time, uh, it was killing me at the time. And, yeah. you know, see these 19 different scars that I have. Uh, that's what I got. And I do think it's kind of badass that he killed it with an arrow. Right. I don't even know how you puncture that thing. Dude, this guy's a bad man. Yeah. That's uh, that's Brad Pitt, Legends of the Fall. It was a good death. So the bear um, is actually in the Denver Museum of Nature and Science. Oh, they stuffed it? That bear is there. It went to, it went there the next year. It died. Yeah. And, and so, obviously. And, uh, yeah, the museum got it in June of 1980. Huh. The skull, the skeleton, except for the right front leg and scapula, and it's hide. It was an adult female. Said it weighed 350 to 400 pounds and was estimated to be 16 to 20 years old, based on the examination. Right. So again, he's lucky. This was a very small bear. It wasn't very big. This is yeah. one of those things. Like, I'm look that dude's an ultimate badass, and and same thing. You know, the guy that fought off the, the the black bear, but you don't fight off a, you don't fight off a, a full grown male grizzly. Well, That's, you could survive if he leaves you alone. Yeah, but it's zero love at that point. Like you, you know, it's, you got you got zero chance unless that bear decides. Eh, I'm just gonna go ahead and leave you alone. You know, it is a good question. Uh, back to the video of the bear attack. Why was that guy filming? Well, he probably had a GoPro, right? Is that what it was? I would assume so. Look, I am, but at the same time, I am not shocked at, at anything. There are so many horrifying, like, near-death experiences that people are encountering, and the first thing they do is take out their dumb phone. There was one. Yeah, you're probably right. It probably had to have been a, a GoPro. Because that, I mean, that thing is literally climbing up the rocks to get you. But I saw one, I guess it's, it's different because it didn't attack him. But there was one maybe two weeks ago, and there was a bro. Did you see the cougar that was stalking him? There was a guy. Oh, and, he, and it was, he was just jogging down the street, and it was hiding behind the. He's like out in the scrub or whatever. Oh. And there is this cougar that is, is literally stalking him. And the guy is, that you could hear it in his voice, he's scared. And this cougar is making its way around him, and it's kind of making its, its, you know, the noises or whatever. It's clearly stalking him. And the whole time, the dumbass is filming it. Like, hey, jackass, 911. Or, you know, like in this moment, it's life and death potentially between you and this animal. And your first instinct is to take out your phone and film it? Like, I'm amazed at people. They do this in shootings. There were people in that Vegas shooting where like 56 or whatever people died. Remember that guy opened fire at the country concert? There's people laying on the ground as bullets are whizzing by them. People are dead around them, and they're taking out their effing phone and filming things. Yeah, this, I'm looking at the video again. That guy, what he was filming, was, he does have a GoPro on. Okay. And he was filming him climbing down from this mountain because it's kind of a, it's pretty. Yeah. And it's also a very treacherous climb, like straight down. Yeah. So he was filming that. And so he, 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 he had been filming for many minutes before the bear I'm watching him climb around. Okay. It's kind of a cool video. So he just happened to have it. just happened to be on when the yeah. bear attacked him. Well, I just, I'm, it wouldn't shock me if that dude is facing a bear attack and his first thought was, oh, i got to get this for the gram. We film everything now. 
Uh, just hey, tell I, the bear, hey, could you hold yeah, on a second? I gotta get my phone. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta make sure that I got my right filter on it, and you know, we're gonna, we're gonna get this. All right, there's your palate cleanser. Uh, let's get back on track here. When magic goes wrong, I think is next up. Uh, here is Jordan with Sportsnet. Club 1080 with Isaac and Sue. We just stepped out of the shower. We'll be down in a minute. All right, listen, you guys can't go. Did you just say we? What? Did you just say we just stepped out of the shower? I said he. Right, okay. On 1080, The Fan. Double Sun Power! Uh, the title of this segment for the archives will be Magic Gone Wrong. Some get sawed in half and whoops. <laughs> no, kind of. Uh, kind of no. <laughs> kind of no. I would say that would be a bit of an oops, right? Like you're there with a little kid magic show and someone, you know, goes the saw through and the lady screams and everyone's like, it's all part of the act. And then, well, the blood starts coming out. I'd say that's a bit of a whoops. Well, I hate to report this to you, but there is a show on the CW okay. that is premiering on Saturday. That is called Chris Angel's Magic with the Stars. All right. Let me just state for the record once again for anyone that does not know. Chris Angel is the worst show in the history of Las Vegas. It was the worst thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And it was so bad at one point that the guy who's emceeing the show because Chris Angel can't speak. There, they had a little guy on stage. Wait, he really can't speak? He's just terrible. It's oh. just, he's so bad at working the crowd. They had a little guy, uh, like a little fella, because it was like they, they build it as a circus Soleil show. There was a guy who was working the mic, and so many people were getting up to leave. At one point, he broke the wall, like the fourth wall, and told people, it's really not that bad, right? You don't have to get up and leave. At which point, more people got up and left. I've literally never seen anything that bad in my entire life. So I guess the CW is looking at Dancing with the Stars or whatever and yeah. going, you know, you know what we'll yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. You know what we'll do. It's Angel. We'll, we'll come up with, no, not Dancing with the Stars. No, no, no. Magic, Magic with, the with the Stars. And we'll get Chris Angel to headline it. Oh, my God. And, and that'll be great. And the reason why they have Chris Angel do TV is you can edit it because he can't perform live. So we're you're basically so other names. So you're going to get like D-list celebrities that will learn how to do magic you know, from Chris Angel. I got to be honest with you, these names are not as bad as you would think. Really? And as a matter of fact, I think some of them are better than Dancing with the Stars. Although I'm not up on, I don't Look, really the, watch the Dancing, Dancing with, with the, the Stars Star. cast is it's nightmare. terrible. It's, right? It's, it's they're the, not even celebrities. No, no. Okay, listen to this list: Donny Osmond. That's about what you would expect from, in my opinion, any of these reality shows. It's an Osmond-like. Level Frankie Muniz. Are you really trying to tell me that this isn't that bad? I think it's better than Dancing with the Stars. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Ours, yeah. Really? You have Flavor Flav. You have Debbie Gibson. Oh, my God. You have Randy Couture, <laughs> Tara Lipinski, and Johnny Weir. Let me just say for the record, that might be the worst group of celebrities of all time. It is exactly <laughs> the same people. I'll bet you that some of those That's people. That's better than Dancing with the Stars. I'm pretty sure Osmond and Weir have already been on Dancing well, with the I'm Stars. Sure they have. But uh, look, let, I'm going to pull up the new Dancing with the Stars cast, and I'm going <laughs> to shove it right in your face. Hold it's, on. There's no, that is just as bad. No, I think it's better. As anyone that has ever approached the Dancing with the Stars. All right, here's Dancing with the Stars. Charlie D'Amio, who is that? I don't know. Heidi D'Amio, who is that? They're probably uh, hot sisters. Jordan Sparks, I know her. Okay. Wayne Brady. There you go. Gabby Windy, who's that? Couldn't tell you. Uh, uh, pop up, hold on. Where's the X? Damn it! I got a pop up. And I can't find the X. Oh, there it is. Okay, Gabby Windy. Joseph Bayina. That's, don't know who that is. That's Schwarzenegger's bastard kid with, I hate to say bastard. That's that's not fair, although it kind of is. Remember when he uh, stooped his maid and that's got the, the kid? That's Schwarzenegger's. You're telling me that's better than Frankie Muniz? Get out of here. That's, yes. No, I it think isn't. that's better than no Frankie No one knows who that guy is. I know who he is. Daniel Durant. Don't know him. Trevor Donovan. Don't know him. Cheryl Ladd. Kind of heard of her. Jason Lewis, don't know him. Sam Champion, he's that douchebag weather guy. He's the weather guy. Selma Blair, okay, I'll give you that one. I think she dropped out. She has MS. I read it. I saw oh. something come across my so Twitter. So they're putting line. people with MS on Dancing with the Stars? Yeah, she had to She had to stop. Um, Teresa Gideice? Oh, uh, she's one of the real, real housewives. housewives. Yep. Stupid. Yep. Vinny, Vinny Guadagni... Hey, that's uh, Vinny from Jersey Shore. Uh, Jersey Shore. He's on there. Look, it's this the is same the same thing. cast. This no, is the exact same no, no, cast. No, it's worse. It's the exact this same is cast. Bullsh. This is worse. Although I will say, Flavor Flav. Yeah, dude, he's awesome. Flavor Flav. Yeah, and great. Donny Osmond. Yeah, way better than the uh, half of these people. You don't even know who they are. You're just waiting for some for me to name someone that you know. Uh, the other one that I should say, and she is good, and she's a friend of the program because we've had her on, is that. Jesse James Decker. Oh, she's all kinds of hot. Super hot. That's she's Eric, on there. So Eric I'll give Decker's you, wife, and she does like I'll, country dude, music or I something. I will give you three people on Dancing with the Stars that anybody even knows. I just named ten that are on <laughs> Magic with the Stars well, to be, that are to be fair, household names. To be fair, Dancing with the Stars is on its like 700th season. I bet if we went back and looked at past casts, I bet we'd get a lot well, better. But my point is, this is better. And here's what I'm trying to tell you. Oh, yeah. I'm looking here at some past. Uh, we In the past, we've had Billy Ray Cyrus. You had Paulina. That's about right with this. You had Paulina Poroskova. Who, I don't know who that is. You had Buzz Aldrin. That's great. Uh, I'm looking here. Who else? You had Emmett Smith and Jerry Rice. Mm. Does that do anything for you? Not really. Joey Fatone. Who? Uh, he was one of the instinct guys. Get out of here. So, Ian Zeering, Sharknado, anybody? I'm down with that. 
Genuine. Yeah, so you know Genuine? I know Genuine. He was on there. Floyd Mayweather Jr., Mark and, Cuban. So Genuine did a uh, one of those underwater magic tricks. Okay. You know where you get in the thing and you're, yeah. you're in the water and yeah. you're handcuffed or whatever and you yeah. have to get out of it? He passed out. <laughs> did he die? He is not dead, although they said there's there's video of it where he, they pull him out of there. Now that I would watch. And he they lay him down. He said he was out. Oh, gosh. And That's a little freaky. So they said that he was doing this trick for the Chris Angel show and he never he was never able to do it. But yet he still did it on the broadcast. That seems like a really, really great plan. Awesome. By the way, Dance with the Stars, Marie Osmond. <laughs> they got Marie. So the show will be out on Saturday with Chris Angel, comedian Loney Love, and magician Lance Burton serving as judges. Okay. I've seen Lance Burton in Vegas. Comedian Eddie Griffin will host. Oh, boy. Who's that? Uh, he's a stand-up. He's pretty funny, but, boy, he can... He, he can he can get pretty out there. That might be oh, interesting. I know him, yeah. yeah. All right. By the way, uh, Dance with the Stars. A little someone I like to call Steve Gutenberg. Police Academy. Anybody? I can't believe you're trying to bring Flavor Flav, and I'm bringing Steve Gutenberg. My brother, you are moving the goalposts here. I said this cast <laughs> is better than the current Dancing with the Stars cast, and it is, and you know it is to the point where you've already gone and trying to find old Dancing with the Stars members to try to change this conversation. I have to. The reality is, you know Chris Angel, and it is his first year yeah. with his, well, and probably his only year with Magic with the Stars. It's a better, it's a better cast. It's a better cast. It's a better cast. <laughs> Do you know your career is officially over? Like, think about it at one point. You're Joey Fatone. You were playing 100,000-seat arenas with the biggest band in the world, and I now? I don't think you care. I think you like the check. You like the check. Yeah, I think what like, is uh, the check? For what? For Chris Angel or for Dancing? I gotta look and see what you get for being on Dancing with the Stars. All right. John wraps it up next on The Fan. Every morning at the mine, you could see him arrive. He stood six foot six and weighed 245, kind of broad at the shoulder and narrow at the hip. And everybody knew you didn't give no lip to Big John. This is Mailing It In with Big John Sikanik on 1080 The Fan. Big All right, ALCS John. game one tied at one, top of the sixth, and I'm guessing John is not watching it. <laughs> is this the least likable ALCS of all time? It's it's well, it's, it's got to be close, right? You know. Yeah, I I was trying to think of like in, in baseball right now, like what would be a more unlikable matchup? Like I don't even like I don't like. I don't even like Yankees Red Sox anymore because that's played out. But I would rather watch the Yankees Red Sox than Yankees Astros, for heaven's sake. Yeah, I don't. I don't I think can't you disagree. Could, I don't think you could find one that's worse right now because no. the Astros. No. Everyone hates the Astros now, and the Yankees are the yeah, most they're, hated they're team the Yankees. everywhere. So I don't know what would be yeah. worse. I I think this is it. I think this is the top, and then it's forcing us to root for whoever comes out of the National League, which, again, isn't that bad. But, the, you know, I, I don't mind the Phillies, what they're doing, and the Padres are fun. You, I know you're a, you've are you got a little Padre love. So I'm just going to kind of pretend. Like, you're right, I'm not watching this because, ugh, but I will, uh, I'll pay attention to the National League and I'll root for whoever comes out of there. My biggest fear, as you guys may know, I, I'm a memorabilia collector. One of my favorite... Um, things in my collection is I have a ball 
signed by every World Series MVP starting the year I was born in 1973. Mm -hmm. So every year at this point, I start to think, like, I wonder who's going to, like, who's the next one I'm going to have to get. And I'm, I'm a little scared is the wrong word. I'm a little angry that I may have to, like, buy an Altuve ball or Bregman ball or something yeah, just hideous yeah, like that. Right. I'm terrified that the Astros win and some just douche that plays for them is going to be the MVP and I have to spend money to get a signed ball of theirs. You know, Welcome I gotta to be honest, an Alex Bregman hat. i got to be honest with you. Um, that right there is the reason I will – that has given me more fuel to root against the Astros so that you don't have to put a signed Astros ball in your house. Yes, thank you. I, it's bad enough I have I have Springer because Springer was the MVP in 17 when they won. Well, at least he's and gone. I, at least he's gone. And I want desperately to, like, draw a big asterisk on it just to cause screw them. Ooh. But, yes, I, I appreciate that, uh, that support from you. I do not want to have to buy an Astros ball. And for heaven's sakes, if it's Bregman or somebody just ridiculous like that, yuck. Well, that, like at least if it's Jordan Alvarez, I can respect him for being awesome. But it'll probably be like, Verlander, what if, dude. What if it's Bregman? Like, yeah. ugh, or El Tuve? Gross. That's power just, rank. Power rank the hate the the Astros hate by player. Bregman won for mm-hmm. sure. Okay. I I just he is not only is he a douche, he is just in my opinion. I think we've talked about this. The most punchable face in sports right now. Wow. I can't disagree. It's it's up there for yeah. sure. Yeah, Altuve too. Can't can't stand Altuve for obvious reasons. I'm gonna, and this is where it gets personal for me. I I go Yuli Gurriel number three. Ah, yeah, okay. And he just kills the Mariners. He's just he's not that good. I don't even he think he's on good. the roster, is he? Yeah, I don't think he, he made. Was, well, he was against the Mariners. Yeah, he was so playing against I the Mariners. Did. Yeah, but I don't think he yeah. made the ALCS. I, I mean, I don't know. I, he sucks this year, but. Well, he's, except he kills the Mariners, so I hate him. I cannot stand that guy. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so then that's three. Four is probably that, I don't like Kyle Tucker for, mm-hmm. again, he looks he looks awful, but mm-hmm. he's really good. And that bothers me, so I don't like that. Okay. And then five, I'm probably going to go Verlander, mm-hmm. because screw him. Right. That's right. Screw him. It's it's a, it's an yeah. appropriate uh, list. And the sad part is is that if they win, and this is what will piss me off more than anything else, it will give validity to their other title. Because they'll be like, yeah. Well, yeah, they'll be like, you're now it's the whole cheating thing, and they'll be like, whatever. Look, we got one here. Yeah, except I think now they're cheating with their pitchers. <laughs> we just haven't figured it out yet. Yeah, at least I take some comfort in that universally the 17th the 2017 championship is hailed as not valid. Like I, that makes me feel better. Yeah. If they win this one, I think general consensus will be like, oh well, okay, they are good. They won one without cheating, yeah. and I that you can't that allow bothers it. me. Yeah, I can't allow it. So go Phillies, go Yankees, go Padres, yeah, go Yankees, and go National League. Somebody, right. as a Mariner fan, I apologize to the world for not being able to beat them. So somebody else has to pick us up. All right, have a good night. All right, love you guys. Don't yeah. go Astros. Love you, you too. I, I would say enjoy the game, but I know you won't. No. You'll hate watch that game. Um, all right. We done here? We're done. What's coming up next? We're I see go- Joe over there. We're going inside something? Oh, we got or? Hot Corner. Oh, Hot Corner. Right? Now Coach's Show from the Ducks. Oh. Then Hot Corner? Then Hot Corner. Is that right? Can anybody tell me what's happening? Anybody. Yes. Joe says, yeah. There Joe gave go. us the thumbs up. Uh, isn't that an exciting night? Coach's Show? 
Hot Corner. Love it. And then after that, something involving Freddie Coleman, probably. <laughs> I think that's right. Yeah. We're back tomorrow, 3 to 7 on the fan. Good night. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.